Governments, governments, governments. How many of you are keeping up with what's going on in Syria? You're familiar with what's happening in Syria? Bad things are happening in Syria. I read yesterday where they found in one village 220 people had been slaughtered, uh, murdered, and they believe this is the government that's doing it to its own people. Our government has came out and said the government of Syria is a bunch of murderous thugs. That's a pretty powerful statement, isn't it? problems in their government. You know, in Mexico, probably for many years now, there has been concerns that the Mexican government and the Mexican drug lords were somehow in cahoots, if nothing else, that the, the government was letting a lot of things just pass. That's a problem. It's a border state to America. That's a big issue. And in our own country, in the last few weeks, our attorney general, the, the, uh, the head lawyer supposedly to enforce laws in America has been charged with contempt by Congress. That's Eric Holder. And some groups are even calling for him to be disbarred. You know, you look at government, a lot of times you go, man, what is going on with government in our world? And believe it or not, 2,000 years ago, it was far worse than it is today. Well, in Romans 13, if you have your Bibles. If you don't, no problem. We'll have the Scriptures on the screens. We are going to look at our response to authority in general and government in specific. Authority in general, government specific. And it's, uh, it's some neat words, some strong words that God says to us about how we're to respond to authority and to government. Here's the first thing he says. We are to be obedient to God in response to our country. When it comes to our country, now, here's the thing to remember. You're in the United States today, obviously. You may may not be here uh, mentally, but you're here physically. The people who got this 2,000 years ago were in Rome. And people all over the world who are reading their Bibles today, and there's some preacher somewhere preaching on this passage, because it applies to all of us. And so he's saying, regardless of where you live, we are to obey God in regards to our country. Now, what does he expect us to do in regards to our government leaders? The big word here is a tough word, and that's to submit, submit to their leadership. Submit to their leadership. In chapter 13, if you, if you were here earlier this summer, we were in Romans 2 for about four weeks. We're going to be in chapter 13 for about three weeks. And it begins, it says in verse 1, everyone must submit himself to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Now, this word submits an important word. It means to place under something in an orderly fashion. It means to choose. It means for you and me to choose to put ourselves under someone or something in an orderly fashion, to put them above us and to place ourselves under their leadership and under their authority, something that's always tough for us to do. And when he says today, I want you to submit to your government leaders... Why would he say that? And there's fun, one fundamental reason. He says this because God has instituted the different authorities that are in our lives this morning. You notice again in verse 1, he says, The authorities that exist have been established 
by God. Now, this is very important. God institutes authorities. We're going to look at some authorities in different areas. But even the government, God has instituted governmental authorities in our life. That doesn't necessarily mean the person in the position, whether it's mayor, congressman, president, pastor, whatever, who is ever in that position may be the right person or they may not be doing what's right, but the position of authority has been established by God. Folks, God is a God of order and discipline and law. You look at the universe, the universe is governed by laws and orders. You have a law of gravity. If you don't believe me, jump off the balcony. Don't do it right now, please. Wait till, uh, wait till tonight. That might be more appropriate. You know what's going to happen? You're going to hit the ground or a pew very hard. The speed of light, the laws of displacement, our, our world is governed by laws and authorities. And in our lives today, every person in this room is under an authority at some place in your life. Starts at home. Young people, you are under the authority you're supposed to be, under the authority of your parents. Mom and dad, you are supposed to be the leader in that home. One of the problems we have in our world today, mom and daddy aren't leading anymore. And young people, I'm sorry, I'm not meaning to pick on y'all, and certainly it's not any of you. I'm talking about kids at other churches that are running their families, not you. But mom and dad are supposed to be the leader, okay? Now, women, don't get too mad at me, but daddy's supposed to be the leader of it all. Did you know that? Women are supposed to submit to the leadership of their husband. My wife says, I love that passage too much, but it's in the Bible. Amen. Thank you guys. Most of the time I say amen at that and the guys just kind of look at their wives. Can I say anything? That's not leadership guys. When you do that and then you go to work, you have bosses. Listen, some of you fight your bosses. You, you, you try to undermine people at work. Listen, your boss is your authority. Young people, you go to school, your teachers, your coaches are your authority. Even in the church, God has put ministers as servant leaders, under shepherds, under God to be authority and leaders in the church. Some people don't like that. I didn't write the book. God did. And he also says in the big scheme of pictures, God has given us government leaders. God instituted. Now, he didn't institute Republican Party, Democrat Party. God instituted, God instituted that there should be leaders in our government to to provide oversight and protection in our world today. I'll digress to a little story. There's a Daddy was shaving one day, and his little son came up to him. He'd been hearing about politics at school, and he said, Daddy, are we a Republican or are we a Christian? And some of you are going, you should be. Are you a Democrat or a Christian? I, you know, whatever. This isn't talking about that. This is talking about the authorities that God has put in our lives. And he says, if you're serious about God, be it the authorities in your home be the authorities in your workplace, be the authorities even in your church place, and in the government that we must submit ourselves to their leadership. Now, I want you to go back with me 2,000 years ago, the people that were first getting this letter. God's writing it through the Apostle Paul, okay? And Paul's never been to Rome, but he's writing to Rome. It's the, it's the biggest city in the known world, over a million people. And that's a million people packed in together. It's a, it's a metroplex. It is a multicultural. It is a wild place, too. And the, the, the leaders of this country are not good, sweet Christian people. And, and the Christians probably don't know how to respond 
to the government because many of them were, were pagans coming into Christianity. Some of them were Jewish people that had come into Christianity like Paul. The Jews, the Jews were notorious for rebelling against the government, fighting the government, not wanting to do what the government said. And, and God said to them, I want you to submit yourself to the authorities in your life. Quit being rebellious. Quit being a knucklehead. Quit being so independent. And that includes following the leadership of your government. Who was the king, the Caesar of Rome, the, the big kahuna, the number uno man at this time? It was a guy named Nero. Anybody know who Nero is? Nero was a zero. Did you know that? Nero was the emperor of Rome when Paul was writing this. Now, some of you go, boy, I don't like President Obama, or I don't like that George Bush. Can you imagine having a guy like Nero, an absolute authority? Let me give you a little bit of his resume, pedophile, bisexual. He was homosexual. He was an adulterer. He was a murderer. He put many Christians to death. And yes, we're going to look at a moment, the the exception to the rule about disobeying authority. But here's what Paul said, God said through Paul. Nero may be sitting on the throne, and he may have a lot of problems, but the position of emperor, of a leader over the government, was instituted by God. And if you're serious about following me, you better be a good follower of the Roman emperor. That's pretty strong, isn't it? Some of the, the Jewish people were called dagger bearers because they carried their knives with them and they would fight government officials to the death any place, any time. And God said, I don't want you to be like that. I want you people who claim to be Christians, I want you to follow the leadership in your life at home, at work, and I want you to follow it Even when you've got corrupt government people, I want you to follow it. Now, what does it mean to follow our leaders? You know, it's easy, and we can speak kind of vague when we say that. Let me give you some ideas. Number one, it means to obey the law. Obey the laws. How many of you ever speed? Many youth raise their hands. Parents, are you taking notes here? Obey, I, I speed some. I, I'll admit it. It's bad. Obey the laws of the land. Someone said a patriot's a person who gets a speeding ticket and thanks God because the law's working. <laughs> I don't know about that, but you obey the laws. You follow the leaders who God has put there. Again, maybe it's the position, not the person. Look in verse 3 through 5. For rulers hold no terror for those who do right, but for those who do wrong... Do you want to be free in fear of the one in authority? Then do what's right and he will commend you. For he is God's servant to do you good. But if you do wrong, be afraid. For he does not bear the sword for nothing. He, they literally carried swords. He is God's servant, an agent of wrath to bring punishment on the wrongdoer. Verse 5, therefore, it is necessary to submit to the authorities, not only because of the possibility of punishment, but also because of conscience. And again, these guys carried swords, folks. When we talk about sword bearers, they carried swords. And, and there, wasn't, there wasn't any kind of, you know, Miranda rights and all that back then. If, if Wayne's walking down the street and he gets into it with a Roman soldier, he may cut Wayne's arm off. Or he may just kill him and leave him there. 
And what he was saying, I want you to follow your leaders. Again, there'll be exception in a moment. I want you to follow your leaders. And if you're doing what's right, most of the time, everybody knows there's corrupt police and there's corrupt officials. Everybody knows that happens. There's corrupt people in every place uh, of life. But for the most part, when do you fear seeing a policeman? You who drive, when you're going down the interstate, 75 or 80, and you see a state trooper, how many of you get nervous and begin to pray? God, I'll never do it again if you won't let him stop me this time. But you know what? If I'm going 65 on the interstate and I see a state trooper, I honk and wave. God loves you and so do I. We fear most of the time because we're doing wrong. Obey the land and follow your leaders is what he says. Here's another thing, and you're going to really love this. This is actually in the Bible. Pay your taxes. How many of you knew that was in the Bible? How many of you wish it wasn't in the Bible? <laughs> Look what it says in verse 6 and 7. This is also why you pay taxes. For the authorities are God's servants who give their full time to governing. Give everyone what you owe him. If you owe taxes, pay taxes. If revenue, revenue. Respect, then respect. If honor, then honor. I think, in my opinion, for whatever it's worth, taxes are too high. And you know, and the great thing in America, we can fight and get that changed. I mean, fight in a good way. We can, we can get that changed, possibly, can't we? If you don't think they're too high, I love all these, these billionaires. We don't pay enough taxes. Nobody's keeping them from paying more taxes. Isn't that so stupid? We don't pay enough. To, we'll write a check, goofball. You got a billion dollars, write a check. <laughs> but here's what he says. If we think it's wrong, pray and work to make it different, but pay your taxes. The USA Today did a survey several years ago, and they asked people in America, how many of you believe it's okay to cheat on your taxes? <clears throat> 40%. 40 out of 100 said that it was okay. It's okay to cheat on your taxes. Let me tell you, it's not okay to cheat on your taxes. Many years ago in a small community in America, in the weekend edition of the paper, they put an ad saying that next week that the, the tax people, the revenue people in the city and the state, were, were going to start passing down indictments on people who were delinquent on their taxes. They put it in the newspaper. Monday morning, the tax office was overran with people coming in to pay delinquent taxes, many of them who weren't even on that row. I wonder, wouldn't that be funny if our paper did that, just, just to see what would happen? Pay your taxes. I know that's a terrible thing to hear in church. You'd rather hear about hell, but pay your taxes. Pay your taxes. And here's, here's, a, here's the last thing you do to be a great citizen. You pray for your leaders. You pray for your leaders. First Timothy chapter 2 is great words. I urge then, first of all, in other words, this is extremely important. I'm urging you, this is a top priority that petitions, prayers, intercessions, those are ways of saying the same thing, that you request to God be made for all people. And for kings and all those in authority, again, this is Nero's the king, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. This is good and pleases God, our Savior, who wants all people to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. Folks, you want America to be changed. Revival in the White House will change the rest of the country. Revival in the Congress. I believe it's going to start in the church house, but if it can move to the White House, things will be changed. Sometimes we don't need new politicians. We need people who, who are the same politician being a different person inside out. 
I don't want you to raise your hands, but how many of you fuss about your leaders? Complain about them? I would say cuss, but we're in church and none of you do that. How many of you pray for them? You want to have great leaders? You lift them up to Jesus Christ. How do you pray for them? It says right here. One, you pray they'll be saved. If they're a Christian, you pray that they will, they will be on fire for Jesus Christ. They'll be sold out for him, that they'll have his wisdom and knowledge. But lift our leaders up. Stop fussing so much and ask God to make them better. That'll, that's what will change them. That's always true. Young people, let me tell you something. You want to make your parents better? Pray for them. Pray for them. Lift them up to Jesus Christ. Pray for them. Now, let me give you the exception to the rule. When should you not obey the authorities? When should you not obey the government? And and there's, there's one thing, if they go against God. If they go against God. In Philippians chapter 3, verse 20, it's an interesting little verse for Christians. It says, our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a Savior from there, Jesus Christ the Lord. You know, it's a strange thing, but as a Christian, you may be a citizen today of America. You are Ruston of Louisiana, whatever your home country is. You may, you may be a citizen of that, but if you're a Christian, you're also a citizen of heaven. And, and that outranks anything else, our citizenship with God and in heaven. And here's what he tells us. Listen, we should be great citizens. We should be great employees. We should follow our parents. We should follow the leadership in our life unless it goes against God. We have some bibl- many biblical examples, but a few I'll give you today. In Daniel chapter 3, there was three guys with funny names, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They, they were, listen, they were great citizens. They were great employees until the government told them to go against God and they said, we're not going to do it. They got thrown in a fiery furnace. You remember the story? And they didn't even smell like smoke when they came out. God delivered them. And then Daniel chapter 6, Daniel himself, great citizen, great follower, great leader. The government tells him to do something that's against God. He won't do it. What happens? He gets thrown in the, the lion's den, but God delivers him. In Acts chapter 5, verse 29, the Christian leaders in the early church, when they were being confronted by the government about disobeying God or obeying men, they said, hey, is it more right for us to obey God or obey man? They said, we got to obey God first. I want to tell you this morning, thank God in our country, we haven't been faced with it yet, but we may be in the future. If the leadership in your life, the leadership in our government tells us we cannot preach Jesus Christ or the truth of the Word of God, then we've got to rebel against it. What happened in Rome not shortly after this, letter was written. There was a decree that said when you passed a public altar, you were to lay incense on that altar and you were to bow down and say, Nero or Caesar is God. Many Christians died because they wouldn't do that. How many of you know the story of William Tell? William Tell, you you may know it when you hear it. I ought to get Clayton and Josh up here to demonstrate it, but William Tell was a devout Christian man many, many years ago. And in Switzerland, in a small village, a government leader put his hat on a pole, and he said, everyone that walks past this pole must bow down to it because this is representing the king, and you're going to bow down and acknowledge the king is number one in your life. William Tell would not do it, and he was arrested. 
The government official told him, William Tell, here's the only way you're going to get out of this alive. We're going to put an apple on your son's head. You remember the story now? And if you can shoot that apple off his head, you will live. How many of you would have hated to have been the son in that story? They would have had to tie me to that pole because I'd have been shaking so much, I'd have caught an arrow someplace. William Tell brings two arrows, pops the apple. The son lives and he gets to go free. But he made a little bit of mistake. The government official asked him, he said, why'd you bring two heirs? He said, because if I missed and hit my son, I was going to put this second one right through you. And they arrested him again right then. Sometimes it's better to watch your mouth, isn't it? Yes, there could be a time in your life, in my life, even in America, when you may have to go to jail for, for preaching the truth and teaching the truth. People say you can't share your faith. You know, there's countries it's illegal to share your faith. There's countries it's illegal to say Jesus Christ is Lord. You willing to go to prison for that? I am. If, you don't, if you're not willing to go, bring me cakes and stuff when you visit me in prison. But that's probably the exception, especially in our country, not the rule. But it could happen. So what, what happens, though, when we're good citizens? When we obey the authorities, the government in particular in this story? Let me tell you a couple of things. Good things happen when we do this. Number one, society as a whole will be better. Society will be better. In verse 7, how can things not be better? Give everyone what you owe him. If you owe taxes, taxes, revenue, revenue, respect, respect, honor, honor. How can things not be better when we are this kind of person? Listen, God has put Christians here to make a difference. And when we are the right kind of followers in every area of our life, including with the government, we make society better. Here's the second thing. It's a great Christian witness. When Christians at work, Christians at home, Christians at school, wherever it is, and Christians in the response to the government, when we follow like we should, it is a great witness. The Jewish people at Paul's time were not following like they should. They were bad witnesses. They were constantly like this with the state. Listen, God wants you and me to make the soil fertile, not make it rough. Good things happen anytime you obey God. The flip side of that, bad things happen when we don't do this. Now, I want you to look real close to the next thing I'm going to say. Bad things happen. Here's the first bad thing that happens. When we don't obey the authorities in our life, we were rebelling against God. Many of us never think about this. But look in verse 2 again with me. Consequently, he who rebels against the authority is rebelling against what God has instituted. And those who do so will bring judgment on themselves. Literally, this is saying that when you and I rebel against the authority God's put in our life, we are rebelling against the divine decrees of God. Young people, I want you to think about this. When you rebel against your parents, ultimately, you are rebelling against God. You go to work tomorrow. I don't like my boss. He's a jerk. Da, 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 da. You know what? You're rebelling against God. Unless your boss is leading you to do things that are illegal or immoral, you're rebelling against God. You go to school and you rebel against your teachers and your coaches. Th- that's rebelling against God. 
You rebel against your leaders at the church. Ultimately, that's rebelling against God. We rebel against our civil leaders, our political leaders, unless they're out of line with the Word of God and God Himself. It's rebellion against God. You see, America has been built on kind of a rugged individualism, which a lot of it's good that that we pull ourselves up by our own bootstraps, that we don't depend on other people. We get up and we make things happen, but it becomes bad when it leads to an independent, rebellious spirit. You see, an independent, rebellious spirit ultimately is rebellion against God Himself. Are you following me? That's bad. And it always leads to a a bad witness. You see, you cannot cannot bring honor to the name of Christ if you're Mr. or Miss Rebellion. I lived in a community years ago where another pastor was kind of Mr. Rebellion. He always was fighting somebody. And he would write letters to the editors, always in the paper. And he always signed it, Pastor so-and-so in his church. And, and any time there was civic meetings, he showed up. And he had to go to the mic. And he was always complaining. He was always smarter than everybody. He always knew how the school should be done better. Yada, 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 yada. And you know what, man? People would come to me, and they would... And they would Not only would they disrespect him, but it was a bad reflection on all ministers in that area and all Christians in that area. You see, it is a bad witness when we have a rebellious heart. It's a bad witness. You're not bringing glory to Christ when that's who you and I are. And let me give you the final big thought about these things. It's, It's ultimately these are heart issues. This is a heart issue. You see, you find a man or a woman or a young person who follows the authorities, well, that comes from a good heart. Young people that follow their mom and dad, well, that's a good heart. People who follow their bosses, well, that comes from a good heart. I could give you a lot of people, a lot of examples, but... Understand, it's, it's not just, this is not a personality type. This is a heart issue. The flip side of that, people who have a problem with authority, it's because they have a heart problem. They have a heart problem. There was an old movie, many of you in here probably never seen it, maybe never heard of it. It was long before I was born, called A Rebel Without a Cause with James Dean. And, and, you know, I'm I'm sure it was a cool movie back in the, the 50s when Clayton was a youth and Wayne. But you know, the idea of a rebel without a cause, you think about that, what does that mean? It just means somebody, they've they've always got to rebel against everything. See, a lot of adults are like that. We're just rebel without a cause. We're going to go to work and nobody's going to tell us what to do. Sometimes ladies, my husband's not going to lead me. I'm going to go to church. Nobody's going to tell me. Nobody's going to lead me. That, those government people, they're not going to lead me. My coaches, they're not going to lead me. I'm going to be disrespectful to the police. That's a heart issue. And I want to ask you this morning, since this made it in the Bible, pretty important stuff. How's your heart? Ultimately, if these are heart issues, how's your heart today? 
And what will you do about it? Let's pray. If you're a Christian this morning, I would, ch- I would just challenge you right where you're seated to, uh, to really d- to dig deep and examine where you are with God. What's going on in your heart? If you're not a Christian this morning, or you're unsure if you are, would you pray with me where you're seated? And just say, Jesus, I'm a sinner. And I want to turn from my sins. I believe you're God's son who died and who arose for me. And and Jesus, today, I'm giving my life to you. Jesus, this morning, I ask you to come into my heart. Let me have your attention just for a second. Just a moment, we're going to stand and, and we're going to sing. But, but, but more importantly than that, I'm going to challenge you to respond to what Christ has said to you this morning. Maybe you just prayed and asked Jesus into your heart, or maybe you're ready to do that. We'll have ministers down front. Come and talk to them. Let us help you with that decision. Maybe you're here this morning and you're ready to join our church family. We would love for you to do that. And one way you can do it is by slipping out and coming and talking to a minister. We'd love for you to join us today. Christian, maybe God is is speaking to your heart. Maybe there's some people you need to apologize to, some people you need to get things right with, some repentance that needs to happen. Where you're going to be standing or here at the altar, But every one of us as Christians this morning needs to make a commitment to be the follower God's called us to be, even when it comes to following our government. Let's stand, and as we sing, respond to Christ this morning.